This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to the weather discussion on Friday, October 23rd. There is a lot that's going to be happening this weekend. We're going to have cold, wind, snow in the mountains in eastern Washington, and even more. The big issue is that there's an upper-level trough, a disturbance that's now moving southward right over the northwest. Now, the first thing is these clouds. There's clouds and precipitation that's starting to spread over us. But the action is really going to come up later today. With that upper-level trough, there's going to be a surface low, a reflection of this upper-level feature. And this low is going to move down the coast. Uh, By this afternoon, it'll be right off of Vancouver Island. And then it's going to move over western Washington during, during the day. Now, as this low goes past us and south of us, it's going to draw cold air that's in the interior of British Columbia and in the interior of, of, uh, of the continent. So cold air is going to surge in behind it. And that is going to set up a lot of very, very interesting weather. Now, the first thing that's going to happen will be the winds. As the low gets closer to us, it's going to increase the pressure gradient, the change in pressure with distance over the ocean and over northwest Washington. So you can expect winds gusting up to 30 to 50 miles per hour along the coast and in areas in northwest Washington. Uh, Anyone who lives up there, the San Juans, Bellingham, uh, northern Whitby Island knows that as, as low systems approach, we often get powerful winds that develop in that region. And that's going to happen this afternoon. So expect extremely windy conditions up there. But as the low goes past us, the differences in pressure will focus more along the Canadian border and into eastern Washington with higher pressure with the cold air to the north and lower pressure to the south. That is going to drive strong northerly winds tonight and into tomorrow. Now, there's a certain locations that are more vulnerable in western Washington to winds, and that's particularly in northwest Washington near Bellingham up to the Canadian border and out to the San Juans. As the low goes south of us, that huge difference in pressure is going to drive strong northeasterly winds through the Fraser River Valley. And so I'm expecting tomorrow, especially later in the day tomorrow, to see winds gusting up to 15 miles per hour by Bellingham and into the San Juans. So it's going to be really windy. And some of the northerly wind, the strong northerly winds, will even get down here into the Seattle area and Puget Sound. Now, while all this is happening here on the west side, strong northerly winds and cold air is going to push into eastern Washington. So eastern Washington is going to really get much colder. The coldest air, by the way, is going to be to the east of the Rockies. So Montana is going to get the most frigid cold air and the strongest winds. The Rockies will protect eastern Washington to a little bit, to to some degree, but there will be a lot of cold air and strong winds moving southward into the uh, area east of the Cascade Crest. So that's going to be happening tomorrow. Now, by late Saturday, what we'll see is we'll have not only the Fraser River, strong winds and cold air coming to northwest Washington, but something else is going to happen. 
And that is we're going to start getting strong winds descending through a gap in the Cascades south of Seattle. Now, Enumclaw, Black Diamond, those places are well known for their strong easterly winds. And we're going to have a setup very similar to that as we get into late Saturday and Sunday morning. So there's a weakness in the Cascades. We call it the Stampede Gap. It's a low area in the Cascades. It's higher in the North Cascades and lower to the south by Mount Rainier. So there's a lower area. And with high pressure and cold air in eastern Washington, lower pressure over western Washington, cold air is going to push across and down into eastern Washington. Now, the air is going to warm up because it sinks on the Cascades and gets compressed. So it won't be that cold, but it will be strong. So winds will be gusting up to 40 to 60 miles per hour near Enumclaw. And some of those strong winds will extend out towards Federal Way and Tacoma and even out to the ocean. So expect strong winds down there. Now, the fun is not over. Um, the low will go by. Uh, the precipitation should be over Saturday morning. So Saturday should uh, be a relatively sunny day. It'll be a dry day. It will be a cool day, but it won't be, it won't be precipitating around western Washington on, on Saturday. But the cold air will be moving into the region. And so I expect that there will be a substantial potential for frost on Sunday morning and also Monday morning. So there's going to be temperatures getting below freezing in western Washington, and especially places away from the water. So if you have any vulnerable plants or pets or anything, you have to worry about Sunday morning and also Monday morning. Eastern Washington will be even colder. I expect Sunday morning and Monday morning for temperatures to get into the teens, some places lower teens from Spokane all the way up to the Tri-Cities and even getting towards the, east, the eastern slopes of the Cascades. Now, for the next few days after that, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I do expect the weather situation to stabilize. A ridge of high pressure will be moving in, will slowly warm. So high temperatures on Saturday and Sunday will only be in the upper 40s. I think we'll start eking back, slowly moving into the 50s as we get into Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And Thursday, another weather system comes in. Anyway, lots of exciting weather. And oh, yes, I forgot the other thing, snow in the mountains. We expect up to a foot of snow in the North Cascades and to on the eastern slopes of the Cascades, places like Winthrop or Twisp, there'll be a lot of snow there. So snow in the Cascades especially north of Snoqualmie Pass. And in eastern Washington, they'll get plenty of snow from the eastern slopes all the way to Spokane. Lots of weather going on, so keep track of the forecast. Thanks for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. Hi, this is Cliff Mass. What does it take to get snow here in the Puget Sound lowlands in western Washington? Why is it so hard to get snow here near sea level? Well, I'm going to tell you why in this podcast. Most of our precipitation comes from weather systems and air that's moving eastward from off the Pacific Ocean. Now, not surprisingly, with ocean temperatures around 50 degrees, uh, most of our air is kind of mild, and it's also wet. And the freezing levels typically in the winter are quite high, 
generally around 3,000 feet or so. So very little snow at sea level, but plenty of snow above roughly 3,000 feet. Now, cold air has a hard time reaching us, and that's because we have the double protection of two mountain barriers. We have the high Rockies, which prevent the really cold air in the central part of the continent from getting towards us. And then we have a secondary protection, the Cascades, which stops any residual cold air from getting to western Washington and Oregon. Now, sometimes we do have air that comes from the east moving to the west, but generally the air over the continent is kind of dry. And as the air descends on the mountains, it tends to get compressed and warmed and the relative humidity goes down. So air coming off the continent is normally dry and often we have very clear skies during those periods. So the bottom line of all of this is that it's easy for us to be mild and wet in the winter. We can do that with, with ease. And sometimes, more rarely, we are cold and dry. But it's extremely hard for us to be cold and wet at the same time, producing snow. But there is a secret. There is a way to do it. There is a perfect setup, a rare one, that can bring us lowland snow. And I'm going to tell you about it right now. And in fact, we were thinking about it this week. We were on the edge of perhaps having this. So here's the secret formula. You start with a ridge of high pressure that builds up in the eastern Pacific, all the way from off of California up into Alaska, a major ridge of high pressure. Now, what happens is when you have this kind of ridge building up into Alaska, you tend to develop a pool of cold air in northern Canada, and it strengthens over time. Now, if a disturbance, a trough of low pressure, develops on the eastern side of the ridge, it tends to move southeastward or southward because the winds on the east of the ridge are from the north. So if a a disturbance forms over Alaska or northern BC and it starts moving southward, that's when we start getting interested. And as the low pressure moves southward along our coast, cold air tends to follow it in the interior, moving into northern BC and Alberta. Now, if the low pressure associated with this disturbance reaches the southern Washington coast, something magical happens. Cold air is pulled into western Washington, particularly through the Fraser River Valley. The Fraser River Valley is a weakness in the Cascades that allows cold air from the interior of British Columbia to make its way into western Washington. And so the low goes off of, let's say, Long Beach around there, somewhere around the southern coast of, of Washington State. It draws cold air in. And at the same time, moisture rotates around the low and then up over the cold air. So you can think of the cold air as a wedge and this moist air moves over it and then moist air condenses into into clouds, you have precipitation, and it falls into the cold air, and it reaches the surface of snow. This is the sequence. This is one feared by all Seattle mayors, and has actually caused one Seattle mayor to lose his position. Now, two decades ago, we lacked the ability to forecast these events. 
We missed virtually every one of them. It was quite embarrassing. But today, our models, our computer models, our forecast models are much, much better. And most of these events are forecast with some skill. You saw that in 2019 and some other events. Now, earlier this week, it appeared we had a chance to get a, a version of this evolution, uh, but it turned out not to be right. It be subsequent forecasts became warmer, and the trough went moved too far inland that prevented us from getting the really cold air and the moisture at the same time. If you're interested in Northwest snow, and I'm very interested in it, I've published some papers on this on the subject, check out my book, The Weather in the Pacific Northwest. I have a whole section on Northwest snow. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.